Agbero in the Yoruba language means someone who attracts commuters to their bus with their loud voices and gesticulations. Words synonymous with this Agbero are Taut, Thug, Street Fighter, Extortionist. You can think of the rest of the vocabulary. And the words of Ayn Rand, you can ignore reality, but you cannot ignore the consequences of ignoring reality. Welcome to another episode of Naya Talks. Agbero, a national menace. Perhaps you're not a Lagosian or a Nigerian for that matter. Allow me to paint you a picture of what an Agbero looks like. Now go to any popular bus stop in Nigeria, specifically Lagos states where you have them in large numbers, and look for a young man, a scruffy looking young man with a very dark face, a husky and mostly inaudible voice with a scar on his face or an open wound on his head. And in his hand, you'd probably have a, a sachet of gin, spirit, a herbal mixture of vodka, such as Chelsea Dry Gin, Kerewa, Action Beaters, or Alamo Beaters, popularly called Voucher by them. You may also have him in his hand holding a wrap of crack. Now, how does that look to you? That is an agbero on most Nigerian roads. And guess how he does his job? Guess what he does? You don't know, right? Your bus is moving and someone or a group of men jump in front of a moving bus. Perhaps there's a little traffic. Or they run after the bus and they say to the conductor, Forgive me for sounding that way, but that is how an Agbero sounds. That is exactly how an Agbero sounds. I'm not saying an Agbero, excuse me, hey, hey. But then, that's an Agbero. They come to the conductor or the driver asking for money for God knows what, well, tagged overloading, for you pay for carrying commuters from that bus stop. You pay some weekly dues. You pay the association that is supposed to be the National Union of Road Transport Workers because these Iberia guys are members of these this national organization. Only that they're the field workers, yeah? So you have to pay them for being a transport worker. Only then can you escape being physically abused or manhandled. 
So if you're lucky, if you're going to work or you're going somewhere and you just find about three, four, five Agbero stops on the road, excluding, of course, the police stops, the police checkpoints. And then you're also lucky that your driver or your conductor pays them and they drive off. Oh, good for you. But a lot of times you have delays caused by these agberos and their incessant and compulsive, compulsive requests for money. Now, a lot of times the driver, the conductor do not want to pay because perhaps they've suddenly realized that Mr. Agbero does not have a right to their money. Or perhaps they haven't even made enough money for the day. So, they are not ready to pay Mr. Agbero. So, guess what happens? Mr. Agbero drags the conductor down or drags the driver, takes his key, removes his wiper, removes his bumper, removes whatever he can remove from the bus. And then... The driver has to pack his bus because he needs to get his stuff back. And of course, a scene is created. The driver and the conductor are there, they want to collect their stuff. The, Mr. Agbero calls his gang members and then everybody is shouting at everybody, at everybody. And then it's a scene already. Guess what happens to the commuters? They are just on their own. This is a typical case of OYO in Nigerian parlance. That is, you are on your own. Because until the matter is resolved, until the drama ends, the commuter goes nowhere. Now, Mr. Agbero will not sit with you and have a dialogue. No, 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 no. Dialogues are for civilized people, trust me. Mr. Agbero and his gang members are ready to fight to the end. And guess what the amount is? 50 Naira, 100 Naira, 200 Naira. If it's over ticket, it's probably 300 Naira or 500 Naira. That's how much it is. But then, Mr. Agbero will stab you with a bottle, a broken bottle. Mostly, not even a knife. Knives are for no. Knives are for another group of people. Mr. Agbero can always find a broken bottle around him. He can always find a stick. And if you're not careful as a driver or a conductor, these will land on your head or go into your body. Now, this kind of thing happens a lot of times on the Nigerian on the Nigerian road. You have this a lot of times. Wherever you see a scene on the road, believe me, it is an agbero against the driver or against the conductor. Now, who is affected by these daily simple acts, supposedly simple acts? The transport workers who have to pay extra for simply driving on the road. The commuters on whose fare has been added Mr. Agbero's money or Mr. Agbero's charge. 
the commuter who has to spend an extra time on the road because Mr. Agbero at different checkpoints does not care who you are or where you're going to or how important it might be. That's not his business. Who call me? The community, the people who reside in the community when these Agberos are mostly found in their large numbers. They're mostly children who end up being touts like them. These are the role models they see every day. And of course, the nation. Lagos State is a home for touts. You find people trying to ex get money from where they did not sow. They're trying to collect money for what they did not work for. They're trying to get paid for a job they didn't do. So there is always violence. There is always a fight. And we're so used to it that nobody is talking about it. Oh, Nigeria, my fatherland. Oh, oh, Nigeria, my fatherland. Now, what does this mean? life of violence. It means we're laying a foundation for our children based on violence. It means the role models, the children who live in these communities where Agberos are, are only seeing these people. These people are their role models. So this brings me to a question I've always had in my mind. Why is nobody doing nothing about it? Are they powerless? Is it impossible to stop this menace? Is it that they can't see them? Are they unaware of what is happening? Because of course they don't go on public transport, perhaps. Or did they just choose not to see? Did they just choose to look the other way? Now, before I answer these questions, allow me to remind you of something, of some things that happened this year. I have, I'd have to digress a little bit. On the 2nd of February, 2020, the Lagos State Government placed a ban on Keke and Okada. These are tricycles and motorcycles, respectively. Now, these Okadas and Kekes were stopped from operating in specific areas because it is believed, or they claim, that they are the reason for the increased number of accidents on our roads. Truly, I agree. That's a possibility because you need to see how these Okada riders maneuver on the road. And those keke drivers, oh God, they think they are just invisible. 
they think they can fit into any tiny space between two vehicles. So of course you have a lot of accidents happening, minor, major, fatal, you have a lot of them on our roads. So the Nigerian government stopped them from operating in specific areas of the state and promised that they would provide alternatives for those who use these means of transportation. And believe me, a lot of Nigerians and a lot of Lagosians use these means of transportation to get to their destinations because they are more affordable, they, are, they can get to, to any point, they can get to your doorstep, and um, you can easily find them, basically. Now, till this day, no alternative has been provided, yet the ban has been placed. The ban is my focus. Also, just recently, some months back, a bill was passed someone made a move a legislator made a move to place a ban on the importation of generators now in Nigeria in, in case you don't know we do not have steady power supply so a lot of Nigerians a lot of us depend on power generating sets for our homes Yet, without fixing the power problem, they want to stop the use of these power generator sets in our homes. They believe it's the reason why we do not have steady power supply. They believe if this importation is stopped, then power problem will be fixed. I even wonder, who is in charge of fixing the power problem? Who is making the rules and the laws? Who are those passing the bills? And who is in charge of fixing power problem? And who are the importers of the generators? I'd leave you to find those answers yourselves. That's not my focus for the day. Now, the reason I brought those issues up is because the government is passing bills. The government decide what they want. They are absolutely aware of the things that are happening in our societies, even up to the grassroots level. Yet, nobody is doing anything about the agro issue. You still hear? <laughs> you still see this every day, yet nobody is doing anything about it. Come on, are we saying we do not know that these people are a threat to our nation? Because they can just wake up one day for one tiny little reason start a fight they're angry at somebody they're angry at someone and then the whole community has to pay for it is it that the government is not saying them is it that as some people say they're mercenaries of the government 
they are being they are being used during elections or could it be that these admirals are just doing their jobs just like every other professional perhaps that's what it is even i do not know however whatever the case may be a group that it's modus superandi is based on violence force compulsion against others is a threat to everyone and in the th- in the words of albert einstein the world will not be destroyed by those who do evil Agberus have indeed come to stay in our world where uncertainty is the way. We're now used to them. Isn't it funny? We even say to conductors, give them in money. How then do we correct the malady? The government seems to pay them salary. In this dread age, it is sad we depend on violence for taxes instead of common sense. What is the justification for this insolence? What is our crime or offense? Let's please put systems in place so we can stop being disgraced. Live in the future now. That poem was written by Ahmed Fulamak. And I agree with him. Uncertainty is the way. And there is no justification, none whatsoever, for this insolence. And perhaps someday somebody will do something about it. This brings me to the end of Nia Talks for this week. Till I come your way next time. Bonjour.